0: G'day and welcome to another episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Before you start listening any further to this episode, this is part two of the 2010 World Cup episode featuring Cathy Welsh from Victoria. So if you haven't heard the first half of Cathy's story, jump out of this app, go have a listen and we'll see you back in here soon. Okay, Cathy, let's get to the game. So... 2010 World Cup, we're off to Venezuela, Uh, there's two pools of six, we're in the Caracas Pool, the other pool is Maracay. so we're Pool A, there's Canada, Chinese Taipei, Hong Kong are all back, and the Netherlands and hometown Venezuela are making their debut, so we're going to play everyone once, Um, it was stinking hot, first game, August 12th, was Canada, and wasn't really the start we were looking for. We went down six one. It was a really good start by just in a barclay on the hill, but just I think key key opportunities for them taking some walks and, and some errors from us and, and you're not gonna do much when you only score one run. And it wasn't I mean it's understatement to say you're up you're not you're upset when you lose the first game, but I think this actually kinda it kind of shook us a little bit. What 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 do you remember from that, that first up game? I don't think we expected to
1: lose, to be honest, or for it to be that bad because it was like a slap in the face. And I obviously hadn't been in a World Cup before to understand, like I understand from everyone talking about like the sort of rivalry and, and what we needed to do, but it was, I felt like it was unexpected and we're like, oh, that just happened. And mm. we didn't perform as well as we thought we were going to. And it wasn't kind of like, I guess it was because we didn't, we as a team didn't perform as well as we hoped in that first game, which maybe is unsettling. But you understand that it's the first game, there's nerves, all that kind of stuff. But it was like a kind of like, uh-oh, this is a slap of reality. This might be harder than we think.
0: It, it, it really was. And it was a bizarre start because I'm not sure you, you, you would remember we were on this field. We weren't at the main field. So the tournament. Oh, we like the slums. Yes. The, the tournament was at the military base on that secure compound and and we couldn't play the opening game against Canada. There it was the only game not played there because I was setting up for the opening ceremony, which we went to that night. It was amazing. 15,000 people, all the teams, nearly all the teams were there and it was fantastic. So this first game we drove hours to go in the stinking heat on the bus security convoy, um, And it was the first time we kind of were like, security guards everywhere and saw that real, saw the taste of, got the taste of what the tournament was gonna be like. I still remember when we got, the bus got there and it stopped.
1: And we all, there was people everywhere outside the stadiums, had a big wall outside it. And we all stood up to get off. And our security guard, Daniel, maybe his name was, was like, sit down. we are like, ooh, and we all sat down and, I remember being a rookie. I was on, like, carrying balls and all that kind of stuff. So we all eventually got off the bus when we were allowed. And I was at the back carrying the balls. And the guy behind me was one of the security guards, was hand on gun, finger on trigger as we walked in through shoulder to shoulder security guards to get in through these massive iron gates that opened up to let us through. And I was like, holy crap, where the hell are we? Like, this is next level.
0: The field, it was an interesting choice because the field we went out and warmed up and I remember we went out to throw and I was looking at the ground and there was glass and there was bottle tops yes. and Dom had pulled the outfielders in. And at that point, I was in centre, Janna was in right and Sam was in left field. He yes. gave us strict instructions, no diving. He said, I remember that. Not, you are not diving. And then I think the first or the second inning, Janna Loudon like laid out. On this ball in right field, and it was like legit one of the best coaches I've ever seen. We run in, I reckon Dom gave her a spray because she died on that field. But it was yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't the great look, yeah. And I, I think the whole thing it just started really bizarrely, and I think that was yeah, it was a massive slap. It was almost it was like a kick in the guts. We were kind of like we're ready. Our yeah. team was legit, and yeah. then we go down six one. But we so we lose yeah. the first game, and we think. We think, like, the loss is as bad as it's going to get. And then tomorrow happens. Yeah. Yeah. So the next game we were scheduled, the night game at the military base against Venezuela. And we turn up yep. again at Stinking Hot and there was a rain delay. Netherlands were playing the Hong Kong and there was a rain delay and we were in the stands. And then um, I guess what were your memories of how it all how it all unfolded?
1: How I remember, like, obviously there was – while we're sitting around for ages beforehand, sitting there in the stands and just sort of I still remember um, there was this little Venezuelan girl that we're all so obsessed with and she was just dancing or singing or something. We were having a lot of fun with this little girl. Um and we're all just sort of around. I'm pretty sure Bucky was leading the way with her actually being the entertainer
0: that she was. Barkha she had a uh, Bucky had the Vivuela. She was very good at it too. Yes, she did. Yeah, yes. I don't know where she got it from. I don't know if it was COVID. Probably the little girl <laughs> <laughs> um, And then I
1: remember seeing the girl, like the girl go down and grab her leg and I was like, oh, she must have done her knee. What's going on here? And then watching and then suddenly the Netherlands, they go into their, like into the change rooms, out of the dugout and I'm like, okay, maybe they're going in there to, I don't know, run around in the change rooms and keep warm or something. This is really odd and, you know, Hong Kong disappear. I'm like, What? is going on, and there are all these people out in the field sort of looking for stuff, and I remember we said to our security guards, who didn't speak English, what's happening, and they held up a gun symbol, like with their hands, held up a gun, and we're like, what? Yeah, she's been shot. Oh, my God, and we all sort of wanted to fail. I was like, let's go, let's go, and then we had to stop because they stopped because It was like, come back, come back, and I think Dom and... Johnny had taken some girls to the toilets and they were coming back up and we're going, we've got to go, we've got to go. And they're like, what? And then we went and they sort of stopped us and then they put us up in the stand sort of behind home plate and we had to sit with our hats off because they thought they were shooting at players at that time and it was like sitting down in between the seats until they could manage to get us underneath so they knew what was going on. Um, But, yeah, I remember it being like, what is going on? She's been shot. We didn't hear anything. Are you kidding me? Hiding in the stands, take your hat off, they're shooting at players. I was petrified, to be honest with you. I'm like, hey, I love baseball, but I'm not dying for this sport, let's be honest. And it was such a, I still remember like even with like a couple of young ones, like Bron, sit down. This person like sort of helping out with the young ones, making sure we all understand this is serious and sit down and do what you're told. And then they got us underneath the stand into that room with the Venezuelan team.
0: Yes, they locked us and, in the room with the Venezuelan Who it, it was never the chalk and cheese reaction of the two teams. Oh, they're like, like
1: this happens every day.
0: Exactly. And we're like, what the hell is going on? And, yeah, yeah I, I, it's funny when you talk about it now. Every time I talk about it, you just go, you feel like you're making it up. Yeah. like you did, Because it, it's just like a thing where you go, that, did, that, did, that just did not happen. You're like, no, we did. Yeah. We got shot at. We got... Sent underneath yeah. the seats. We got sent into a grandstand. And
1: and I remember, like, the blinds closed and everything because, again, there's a shooting at blaze, shut the blinds.
0: Yep. Yeah, because I had the camera and I filmed a lot of it um, and I yep. put it in that, that thing on YouTube. And it was interesting. We had to, yeah, you had to slope down in the seats. And we were stuck under there for hours. Yep. And then I know there was a very, very small group of parents. And then I remember, I think, Talia mm-hmm. McDonald was concerned about they wouldn't let the parents in and then we were trying to get them yep. in. Because at that stage we had no idea. What yeah. was going on? No one knew anything so, was going on, yeah. And then, so after a couple of hours, we had the, well, I was pretty much one for one, at least. Security guards got us onto the bus, got us back to the hotel. Yeah. I remember the running onto the bus when they were like, the security
1: guards were shoulder to shoulder, and it was literally, you know people run towards helicopters and they duck their head? Like, it, I felt like that. We're all ducking as we kind of ran yeah. onto the bus with the curtains closed. It was like get on here and get us out of here now. And none like,
0: of us knew where our bag, our gears were, and I don't think any of us did because we were just no. like where's our stuff? We didn't care. We just needed to go. Yep. And we got to I'll never forget when we got back to the hotel and we walked into the because we had the massive um the the fun, the eating room. Um Oh yeah, yeah, was, yes. Yeah, we all went and ate together. It was like a school dorm. And we walked in and yep. Hong Kong was in one corner. Their team mm-hmm. was just in a corner. Not It was the most quiet room ever. And the Netherlands was another room. And obviously Venezuela was in our group and China's Taipei. I think I can't the, – and then what I remember when Canada had been out all day, I think. They'd had the day off. Yeah. And then they came in and they had, didn't know what was going on. And they were nah. like, why is, why is what's happening? Because, uh, again, it was back in the day none of us took our mobiles. There wasn't radios. There wasn't, the fa- wasn't Facebook – Those things existed but we didn't have it we didn't take anything we and so we weren't communicating my phone i had then
1: i don't reckon wouldn't even had social media on it
0: (laughs) no well i think i left it at home
1: um i would have for sure
0: yeah and so we still didn't know what was going on and then we had so we obviously had team meetings we um johnny and dom and anne-marie our eo um and tim all went to these like Venezuelan government meetings, they got involved. We got locked down in the hotel, and we were, I guess, we're in the first ever lockdown. We got locked on our floor (laughs) apart from when we got to go down to the pool, or when somehow Joni got us into the gym and Barkey's dancing.
1: And
0: (laughs) and it was, yeah, it was kind of bizarre. And we just, we obviously had no computers. We can watch TV because it was all in Spanish or. Yep. And it Spanish, was, yep Spanish yeah and, and it was like we played cricket with our heads I remember using yep. our bat they were our bats our faces yeah yep, um, yep. running around we there was dancing the, it was basically it was like trying, a kid's cat and I think that was probably our coping mechanism I think we were all just a little bit trying to process what was going on and we, we were still obviously the the entire tournament was deciding uh if it was going to go ahead Uh, and after a couple of days of meetings it was decided it would but more importantly Chukwun Yi who got hit in the left calf by a stray bullet as it was um, I guess determined by tournament organizers the government things like that uh, Hong Kong ended up going home now she actually wrote a letter to all the teams to to ask them to to stay and for us to continue the tournament in her honor and things like that but Hong Kong went home completely understand that and they they reshifted the whole tournament they just went okay you're all out of caracas they moved us down all down to Maracay. we stayed in our two pools uh they rejigged the the whole fixture and we ended up playing down at the aragua tigres venezuelan baseball league stadium um security was heightened everything but um i also remember i'm not sure if you remember we kind of left in a bit of a rush a bit of secrecy it was like 4 a.m we had to like just get out of Caracas and, and head down to Maracay. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. I still remember with that too, we did with the decision because we all had to look
1: at whether we we're going to stay and that kind of stuff. And I remember the USA saying had they, they had their own
0: independent
1: security just because there's no love between Venezuela and USA. And that
0: they didn't and come that, to do that next ceremony. the
1: ceremony. Yes. And they also said that their security have said that Maracay is safe. So and that their security is going to be in the same hotel that we're going to be in and all that kind of stuff. So we're all kind of like, oh, well, if they're saying that, then goodo, we'll be
0: fine. And we all voted individually as players. And I think we all said if one person wanted to go home, we'd all go home. Um, and we all yep. decided we'd stay. And
1: Absolutely. we obviously
0: had to consider younger players. And um, as mm-hmm. I've said before, the, the learning from me is don't put the next of kin as your partner because <laughs> Sam was my partner and, then we did. <laughs> and when Baseball Australia had pretty much rung every next of kin before we'd even got back to the hotel, we were probably still sitting in the bunker, there was, a, I guess, a missed call to Sam's phone and a missed call to my phone. So our families weren't notified oh, and my parents and my sister Actually, heard it on the radio and then started freaking I out. I
1: don't know who got notified. I remember I rang Ryan. So I also remember this all went down on my birthday and – well, my birthday in Australia, essentially, right? Happy birthday! And I remember I rang, yeah, no, I remember I rang Ryan to tell him what had happened, and he was at the casino in the sports bar <laughs> watching sport, right? And so I told him this, and he was like, "Oh my god, you know, are you okay?" And I went through everything, and then I hung up, and I rang him back, and went, "You didn't even say happy birthday," <laughs> and he's like, "You."
0: That's your takeaway. Yeah, that's sorry. the takeaway. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah no, I just rang him to tell him someone's been shot and they're all this sort of stuff and, and I suddenly remembered he didn't say happy birthday, so I called him back to tell him. Ah,
0: no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, okay, so we go we're getting sidetracked. What happened? Forty eight hours, tournament yeah. was off, it was back on. It was fucking scary. They redo the schedule. Yep. We go down to uh, Marakai. We turn up to our first rescheduled game against the Netherlands. Thousands of people. Security. People putting bags through security checkers. We've got more security than ever before. Um, yep. And this game is where we get the first appearance of A.K. Welsh. So yep. Australia versus the Netherlands. Uh, huge win for us. Sixteen three. The, they they actually scored a couple of runs of, uh, in the early of us in the first. Now you came in um, in the fourth. Did you know you were, did you know that was you were coming into relief? What what was your preparation? I did,
1: I, I did for that game. Um, well, we all know I'm a very nervous um, player. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no, um, so I knew I was coming in to relief in that game, um, and I've just look. Nervous, try and get your get my emotions and nerves under control um, and try and just trust the process. As you've done the work, let your mechanics do the job and just back yourself because you know you can do it. Your biggest thing for me is backing myself and know even if I get behind in the count, I can spot a pitch, so just do it. Um, but my first warm-up pitch <laughs> was... Oh Tim Ballard. Oh she let's go warm up. Okay. So we go to the to the bullpen. And the first one went to the top corner of the back net when I threw it. And Tim goes, it's all right, I'm not watching. Just get ready. And I was like, oh god. So yeah. Then I sort of reined it back in a bit. I'm pretty sure Claire could actually catch it after that and then reined it in. <laughs> But that first one was the biggest, most terrified throw I've ever made in my life. Um, and then, yeah, came into the game. And to be honest with you, it's one of those things that until I have conversations like this, my, I think because there's so much adrenaline yep. and being a pitcher, you don't play that much. Like, you know, I think maybe I could be wrong. Being a positional player, you play sort of every day and maybe you can then remember more of it. But when you have sort of three outings for a tournament and there's so much adrenaline, your brain pretty much almost like wipes it, almost like it's a traumatic experience.
0: No, six World Cups I played and they are all just, it's like this big pool of mash and I've got to sit down and just go, okay, that was that, that was this year, okay. Okay, so it's not, just, it's not, okay. It's going okay. for me too, flat out. Maybe that's age. It's not so much just the. <laughs> well, I've never been
1: able to remember it, to be honest. Like I came out of the game, and someone could have asked me four days later, "What did you do here?" And I'd be like, mm-hmm. "It's all gone." Like I'd love to remember. Yep. But and I would just remember being out there. I remember when I first got out there, thinking to myself, "Don't look up," because there was so many people there, yep. and the crowd's going nuts, going, "Don't look at the crowd. Just focus on your catcher." Yep. And just don't pay attention to. Any of it until you're done. And that's what I did. Mm. It was like, don't pay attention. And I obviously got the job done because we finished in the fifth, didn't we? Uh,
0: yeah, we did. In that S- game? Yeah. So we we, we won um, 16-3. Netherlands, um, their first World Cup. So it was obviously not a great start for them. But we needed we needed a win. So Bromagell, Katie Gaynor, Brooke Shields, Kim McMillan, myself, all got two hits. We got 13 hits. Katie Gaynor, four RBIs, yep. like just a machine. So it was... It was yeah. kind of that game. I think we needed. To, it's almost like the the World Cup had started again. Although we had that loss against Canada, what it really but was. Is that
1: refresh because it was like all new, new different place, huge like stadium,
0: new hotel. Restart.
1: Yeah, so much had happened since that first game. It was kind of like let's just forget that happened and move on.
0: Exactly right, and and after that we we get a day off actually, and then we were up against Chinese Taipei for the for yeah. that second game of. Third game for us, but second game in Marikai. Uh Out, not at the main stadium this time, but out another really nice, pretty field. Um, that's why I remember the the mountains. And and we, yeah, we won 4 0. Mindy Latimer. Um, she has a machine. Teenager gets four four innings, eight strikeouts. Lulu Laurenese comes in, gets the save. Um, yeah, just yes. an absolute great day. Bronwyn Gel, Shay Lilywhite, Christina Creport all got multiple hits. Two wins, one loss. We're on a roll. Um, and then we hit Venezuela, who Venezuela at that mm-hmm. point, home field advantage, home crowd advantage. We had 20,000 people. They were getting – everyone was the, – the, the, the local area had come and supported, obviously, after the shooting. 20,000 yep. people. We lump in. It's a night game, and it didn't go well. They got us no. – got us 8-1 – I think it's worse when you've got 20,000 people screaming and, oh, and, it, and it was – yeah, And look, Taylor Welsh was – I remember how
1: amped they were. Yes. They were like jumping up and down they when they a on lost, base and going nuts.
0: They were just – they were rock stars. <coughs> they were absolutely – they acted yeah. like they were. Um, and it was a, yep. it was one of the things was I think the thing that really affected us and I uh, personally I know it did in the outfield was it was the first time we played in front of a crowd that stopped us – being able to hear each other so i couldn't yeah. hear i kept getting really shitty at sam in left field and i think it was nat in right because i was yelling at them going short left whatever and they couldn't hear me and so dom had to actually completely control us because we couldn't hear anything and we'd never ever played because we've
1: always got just yeah. t- i even remember because obviously i was on the bench that game i remember Dom and Johnny trying to yell out to players and being like, they can't hear us. Yeah, and they'll be like trying to yell to Tani because they want to give Tani some feedback as to what to call and what to do. And like, and then happening, I'm pretty sure they got like the players and going, you can't hear us. So you need to look at us more and we're going to signal more because they're like, no one can hear us, what we're
0: saying. Literally every pitch I had to look yeah. at Dom and we all had to look at Dom. We all had to look at each other. And I think that changed how I played. And I think it was the game we needed yeah. because like, yeah, okay. We don't need to lose, but it was almost like that. Those conditions set us up for what yep. we needed. So we lose. Taylor Welsh. She yep. was the youngest girl, the youngest player on the team. Man, go gone pitching that. Like I tip my cap again no. to that. Just phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, she three yep. innings for her. Three innings for Kim McMillan. We we pick up nine hits, but we just can't. Yeah, like Bromangel again. Smith yep. um, Samantha Hamilton multiple hits. Brom and Bromangel. Just turned 16 and just at this point had moved into the starting shortstop as a 16-year-old and she's just picking up multiple hits, which was the reason, I guess, we, we did so well. But that was the end of the round games. So we played four teams. Yep. Um, we went two and two and we took... We go, so we progressed. So China's Taipei, the Netherlands don't yes. win, don't go through. We go through. But the sad thing is, is we go through with Canada and the and Venezuela. So we take the losses. So oh, yes, yes. So we're 0 and two. So we're yeah. Venezuela are two and oh they're sitting pretty. Canada are one one and we're 0 and two. So we're like okay cool we're in the yes. semifinals. finals, and from the other pool the USA, Japan, and Cuba come through. So they, we have to play them. Now, we're 0-2. Yep. For a chance to finish in the top four to make the semifinals, we have to win all three. Not even a question we have to win all three. So first game is Japan. So we we beat Japan in the very first World Cup, and Japan had won the last World Cup. You don't beat, like, Japan is... We've got to beat them. Japan, Japan. <laughs> Japan, is, actually, yeah. Japan is baseball. We have to beat them in the first game. So we know if we don't beat this beat Japan in that game, the rest of the World Cup, we don't have a chance for a medal. Um, yeah. And Dom and Johnny had said to us in that, you need to go and work it out as a team. Like, we don't know what to say. We actually think you guys need to work it out. I remember we went up and sat on the hotel, the rooftop pool, which sounds a lot more glamorous than it actually was. <laughs>
1: remember,
0: remember the tiny little pool that we always yep. cram into each day um and we went up there and it was like i never forget it. it was like we all sat around and we were like what are we talking about and I think Katie looked at me and goes Amy and I looked at Shay and Shay I go Shay and Shay looked to Sam and went Sam and we all didn't like and it just kept and, we, and then we just started talking and we kind of just it was like this 19 girls having an open and honest conversation about what we needed to do and it was almost like you know what, we just knew we had to go out there and play baseball and that's the only thing we had to do. That's it. Um,
1: you're right. Um, yeah, and I do remember that when Johnny's playing. I don't know what else to say girls. Yeah. Like just, yeah.
0: And that's no no criticism of Johnny. Though. like
1: No, because he knew. He, I, I took it as you have the potential to be doing this. Yeah. I don't know why you're not doing what we expect you to do. Go and sort it out. Like work out it's how you, you can. It's in you.
0: You find it. To
1: play to your potential. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So we go out there against Japan and, and we score one in the first, they score three in the the bottom of the first, then we score one, they score another, and we're like, okay, here we go. It's just ticking along. We're down 4 2. And then suddenly we pile on five, and they come back with two. Then we both kept scoreless. And it's like, and we score one. So we we go 10 6 up in the last 10 6 against Japan. And it's like, I. This is giving me a
1: goosebumps just saying that.
0: And, again, you have to go, like, we've got very limited vision. Now the girls, they go and every game's on YouTube and you can watch everything. Back then there was, like, two games that we have DVDs of. That is it. Yeah. And this is one of the games that we actually have the vision of. And so Barky started, um, Lulu relieved, and then in that last inning they started getting getting some run. The, the tying run was at third. Winning run was at second. Yep. And Chris came on, and he's still one of the best performances I think I've ever seen in a baseball field in my life. When she had to come on, and like just ridiculous. So they scored, they scored a couple of runs off off, off her. Um, obviously there was a lot going on that last inning. Japan just don't lie down. Um, they scored three runs in no, that last inning, no. but she ended up getting that pop up to end the game to Sam at first base, and I never forget because Nishi, yep. Nishi Tomomi Nishi was on deck. When there was two out, the bases were like, this is, this is our World Cup right here. Yeah. And then Chris, I don't know how she did that for what she did, that she pitched point two of an inning and we ended up, Sam caught the pop-up and every time I see that piece of vision, I always like, my heart's still in my mouth. I think Sam's going to drop it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it was like, <laughs> yeah.
0: and I, I remember, it's funny, like we celebrate, we jumped around like we'd won the World Cup and it was like, absolutely. it was kind of like, well, No, that's where we actually can because we just not only beat Japan, but that kept our World World Cup chances alive.
1: Well, that's the thing. You sit there and go, well, we just beat Japan, which means we're still alive. And that was realistically going to be the hardest game that we thought they would have in that run. Yep. And you go, oh, what do we get them now? Kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And look, 10-9, it's it's like, you know what? You only have to score one more run than your opposition. And it was kind Absolutely. of and it was kind of like holding them off in that in that last inning and the crowd and the pressure. It's almost like that that kind of that's again set us up. That Venezuelan lost to yep. the crowd this pressure. So huge game again. Katie Gaynor, um, and Tani Lovering. Tani pulled that bat out, man. She was we know that she was picked for a defense, but this tournament, yep. like her and Bronny. Um, but yeah, Tani and Katie picked up three hits. Um, we got thirteen hits against Japan. So um, Sato actually pitched in that game. So we can say was actually. Oh yeah.
1: See, so he's making you triggering the memory. It's.
0: I do like wow. triggering the memories. It actually triggers a lot of mine too. So it's <coughs> scary how we were yeah. there and we um we forget so much. So next <laughs> so next day and what I don't know if you remember but we actually had to. It's like less than 12 hours later we were back on the field because we had the we played into the night
1: oh we did too
0: yes and then we yes. had to be back in the field for a 10 a.m game so when we did the math it was like yes we had these three games in about 30 hours it was yeah, absolutely you're right. absolutely ridiculous so it was a morning game so here we are just absolute high we're in the bus we're singing miley cyrus songs changing lyrics
1: from Johnny's playlist, Johnny's playlist party in the USA, where
0: we just played the same Miley Cyrus song for a fight for. That a, was the greatest thing ever. It was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but how good
1: was it? You get on, and the bus driver knew, and we all sat down, and he just pressed play once we were going. It's like yeah.
0: Just so everyone knows again, we didn't have iPods. We didn't have everyone had their headphones, and we we didn't have that stuff. So we had a there was a CD in the bus. Half the songs I think were Spanish. We didn't know. Then there was just some random. Like I think there was a. Born in the USA, or I don't know. There was like these random like country songs and all this. Miley Cyrus party in the USA was on it, and as soon as it played, legit, we just kept pushing rewind for every bus ride for the rest of the World Cup, and then it just pretty much that
1: was it. we belted anthem. it out every time we got on the bus. Yeah,
0: some of the some of the lyrics may or may not be um, safe for work or safe for hearing, but it was definitely <laughs> we our. We
1: tweaked them Tweaked them for we the time tweaked. and the game was appropriate.
0: We tweaked them. We did. We play Cuba um, again. Yep. Sinead Flanagan gets the start, and you relieve Sinead. Um Now, yeah, you. Uh, before we get into this, I want to tell you about. I want. To, sorry, I want to ask you about your prep. What you do between games? Like, what's the bullpen like? And, and if it's not the bullpen, what's what is it like sitting around in the dugout? Like, how how do you prep for that?
1: Um, it's, it's actually a hard to the around. I like to entertain myself. I like to have fun. To be honest, I have fun with the players. I'm also like to be the bat girl, which keeps me involved with stuff. Yeah, so, hanging out at the front
0: of the dugout, uh, getting in the way. Yep,
1: yep. Um, but you know, every day, you know, it's like we're all just warming up and throwing. And if you do, you've got your bullpen day. You do your bullpen. But otherwise, just taking care of everybody. You make sure that you do your recovery. You make sure that you warm up properly. You make sure that you're throwing when you should be throwing. And when I feel that like even when you're on the bench, you've got to move around. You can't just sit there and do nothing. So you still take care of yourself and being involved. We're charting and all that kind of stuff as pitchers anyway. So we stay involved in the game in other ways. We have our own roles when you're all playing. Um, but a lot of cheering, a lot to cheer. So, but my preparation, I sort of just keep the same thing the whole way through. Because the day that you pitch, well, when you go and do your bullpen, you do your bullpen. I don't change anything. I don't suddenly listen to music or I don't go quiet or I don't whatever. I'm one of those mozzies that just got to be involved and um, keep moving around pretty much. Do the same thing every day. I like like routine pretty much. Don't suddenly change it because today's a day you're pitching or today's not a day you're pitching. Just do what needs to be done to keep your body right and be in the best mind frame for when it's your turn essentially.
0: Yep. Now you came in to this game in the fifth. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not sure if you can come in in a more precious situation. Again, we've got to win the game. You come in yep. um, in the fifth. Bases loaded, none out. Yep. Are you kidding me? Where We thankfully have a, a 4-2 lead, but again, we have to win every single yep. game. You come in and just a little bit of a cash double play strikeout. You get out of the inning in about five pitches, six pitches. And I. Yeah. there's a fantastic photo of you just high-fiving as you're coming off. Like it's just that. Again, these moments of World Cups, that to me is one of like the top. Sure, we won the medal, we beat Japan. But that moment when you came out, rookie, like one of my favourite all-time World Cup memories. Do you you got to remember that.
1: Thanks. It's, it, I do remember that. And I, I just remember, like, again, not the actual ins and outs of it, but I still remember, come in, just look at the glove, throw strikes. You can throw strikes, get your job done, pretty much was the mindset. And it's that, yes, there's runners on base, they can't score, but if you do what you can do, the field will get the work done for you, pretty much. So that was the thought process of just throw strikes. Come
0: on, so, and it was like, yeah, we, we went on score to run in the bottom. We ended up winning that game 6-2. It was so good that we, we hadn't, I guess, let that high of the Japan game and the 10 hours or 12 hours that we had rest um, sort of overcome us. So, yeah, we're, we're, no. we're still alive. Again, we have to come out for another day game the next day against the USA. We had never beaten the USA, ever. So we've yep. come close in the bronze medal game in 2008. Very, very close loss there, 2-1. But we just come out and we f- piled it on. Like we ended up beating them 19-6. Like,
1: we did smash them in that game. That was good.
0: Absolutely ridiculous. I feel like the,
1: the confidence was high. Everyone was backing each other. Everyone was backing themselves. We had that feeling then we know we can do this. First of all, again, you've beaten Japan. Yes. So you sit there and go... We know we can do this. We know we can come through and win and keep winning. And you're on that roll, so maybe having those games as hard as it was close together, you stay on your roll and you keep going through. There was no downtime in between. It was like just go, 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 and keep that momentum going.
0: You're right, And, and baseball is a game. It's a it's a game of form and tournaments. It is a game of form so you suddenly the australian teams found its its patch and you're right 100 yeah. percent right We've, we 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 yeah. found it and that game like that game was absolutely ridiculous katie gainer again i think she hit 100 rbis for the tournament <laughs> katie three three hits i got three hits just multiple hits 15 15 um, hits between us 16 rbis katie and Tani again yep. for four Like, it was just ridiculous. And Mindy got the win. Taylor Welsh, um, really good to see Tay back out after, obviously, that tough start and yep. against Venezuela. And then Lulu again, who's just the perennial rubber arm, roller out, get it going. So yep. we've done it. Top four. Absolutely fantastic. And yep. I think yep. what I think the good thing was is that we'd finished third. So we played Venezuela. Yep. We avoided playing Japan. So Japan finished first, USA came fourth, so they played each other. And then we played Venezuela. And I think at the time we were like, we got it and we were all very excited because we were like, we played them once, under lights, in front of that crowd. They were on a tear early. We were on a tear now. It was like just this ultimate perfect matchup.
1: I think we knew we could beat them though. Like they they were less threatening, I feel, than if we had to face Japan again. You're like, we can get them. Like they're on fire because of where we are and how they're going. Yep. But ultimately we're a better baseball team than them, so we can beat them.
0: Exactly. And look, the ball goes to Barky. If I have to rank my top performances at a World Cup, I can't go past this one. I really can't.
1: Oh, it's next level.
0: Like you can't like
1: next level. So so composed. Oh, and she such a competitor as well. So you know she's composed and she's like hungry. I want this. And was just a machine. She was so good.
0: There's no and I know so so, like Simone had thrown some amazing games, like the bronze medal game in two thousand eight. We'd seen really good performances, but I just don't think that the situation, what was on the line here, the first ever medal for Australia was on the line. If we win, Absolutely. guarantee it. It's gold or it's silver. Yep. Twenty five thousand people streaming against us. Venezuela had I was just saying the game.
1: environment. <sighs> yeah.
0: She goes out seven innings, six hits, two earned runs, and like I, I, you can't like she's the star of she'd already pitched. That was her third outing. So we score two yep. in the first. They tie us in the bottom of the second. We then we're then scoreless going to the fifth, and then we put on six. And it was like halfway through that inning. I think was that that was the moment we started going. I think we've got them. They're, they were running out of puff. Um, and is that
1: that? There's a photo with Brooke and so Sal- is it Brooke crossing the plate?
0: Yes, Brooke and she's high fiving Jana. What?
1: Yes, yep. that to me that sort of reminds you that that pump up like yeah this is happening.
0: Yeah, and it was just I think in that inning where we scored six. Um, and yeah. We went up 8 2, and then we scored another 2, another 2, and we got them in the mercy. And we we won 12 2. We chaired Barkey off the field, and it's one of the best photos, I think, in the history of our sport. Because that was like, yeah. it's the only time in my entire career we've ever, someone's ever like chaired someone off the field. And it, that, that was it. That was her game. That was her moment. Like, it was just, like, Absolutely. it is one of the my biggest privileges. Absolutely. Yeah, to, to have had the field yeah. with her. Um, Absolutely. And it was. We, we, we want, when we won, we again, we jumped around like we had won and. It's like we've done
1: the world championship then.
0: We had, first ever, we come fourth and we'd got increasingly closer every time. And we'd done it, we won a medal. And I don't for a moment think that any of us thought this was like we, we, the gold medal game obviously didn't go our way, but I don't think any of us went in there going, oh, don't give a shit. We've won silver. It doesn't matter what happens. We were going up against Japan a few days after we beat them. You don't beat Japan t- twice in your career. No, blah, 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 we were there.
1: We were. We were going in to try and win that gold medal. Hundred percent. You don't go in and just go. Oh, awesome! We've got a medal. It's like, nah. We're gunning to get the top spot.
0: Yep. And unfortunately, I mean, Japan are just—they're just too good. You beat them once. You can't like. You beat them twice in <clears> four <throat> days. You don't beat them twice in a career. Like that was there was a, no. it was a tough ask yeah, and,
1: yeah,
0: um, they got they jumped out nine runs in the first inning, and that's yeah, that's really that's a hard it's a four after that moment after that first inning it is a four three ball game it was a bloody good ball game and yeah, this is where you come in they obviously yeah. Lulu got the start um and then you you yeah. came in so you. You actually 1.2 innings in relief, um, Taylor Welsh after you, then Kim McMillan and Christina Kreppold. You nobody in the history of Australian women's baseball has pitched more in a World Cup final than you, 1.2 innings. Oh
1: wow! I didn't know that. <laughs> that's really cool.
0: It's it's yeah, and it's like that's pretty amazing. Like Lulu is the only Australian woman to woman to start a World Cup final, and you've pitched in a World Cup final, like. That's pretty pretty impressive. I remember that. Like, I was pretty emotional yeah. after they scored those nine runs. I thought that was our chance gone. Um, I was very yeah. It was yeah. That was hard. That was one of the hardest moments in my career. I remember. Yeah. In, in that inning.
1: I remember. I remember that at that point in that game too. Just being like, okay, so this probably isn't going to go the way that we want it to go. And it was. You keep fighting, but there's only so much you you can achieve yeah. in a short amount of time. After that. And you, you
0: do. You look at the score yeah. and you go. 13-3, But if you look at the box score, and I know you can't take the first inning out, but we still fought to the end. It was a four three ball game. Yeah, fought to the end. And
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: we win silver. We gave um, it
1: every you gave it everything. You give it everything no matter what the score. You just yeah. you still gotta go at it with your all. Absolutely.
0: And it was it was such an amazing event because I we and we spoke about this player earlier, but you think about all of these memories about the World Cup and you go, Silver. Japan beating Japan. Barkey's game against venezuela there's some moments and some people and there's one player in particular that i just don't think it's enough of a shout out and that's claire widdham and you yes. would be able to claire's one of your friends she was but but also she's um a catcher so you would have spent a lot of time with her but claire came over as one of those replacement players and she mm-hmm. she didn't she only came in i think to one or two games tani was the catcher she was oh,
1: amazing. amazing.
0: absolutely absolutely amazing so Claire was over there effectively nearly as the bullpen catcher and she was the most amazing teammate. It didn't matter what you needed. She had a drink bottle. If she wasn't in the bullpen, in her gear, I never saw it out of her leg guards in 40-degree temperature.
1: And she was ready to go the whole time. I said pumping everyone up, helping out where she can, need this, I'll get this, anything you needed. She was fantastic.
0: And I think that 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 tournament and people like Talia Wellington, Talia Wellington, Talia McDonald, On the bench, I think the bench yeah. actually made that that tournament. The bench well. was fun,
1: yeah. To, like the because we were, you know, again, particularly as pitch, you spent a lot of time on the bench. The bench was fun. We're all cheering. We're all involved. Everyone's like that. We just had such a good connection as a team, yeah. and it was no matter who you were on the bench with, you were chatting with them as well. Obviously, focusing on the game and stuff like that too. But you just were getting around it the whole time, and it was just. So much fun, whether you're on the field or off the field, just to embrace the whole experience with that team was phenomenal. Everyone played their part yep. and everyone was so invested and involved. It was amazing.
0: Yep. And not just the 19 players on the field, but you look at Johnny, Dom and Tim, the coaches, but you look at Anne-Marie, that was her oh. fourth of fifth, fourth of five World Cups. And then Joni, our first time we'd taken a physio yeah. away. And it was like, she's like, what? the hell have I got myself into? And she kept us, like, I know in particular kept me together. Like, yep. we just, yeah, it was just the, there's just no words to describe how awesome that experience no, was. No, no. But. It
1: was, yeah, it was phenomenal.
0: But to wrap up the, obviously, silver, um, all-star team, Lulu, relief pitcher, rubber arm, just amazingly yep. deserved it. Yeah. Um, Designated hitter, Kim McMillan, and third base, Christina kreppold Obviously, it goes on stats, yeah. and I think if you wanted to give a pitcher an award, I just think Barks needed – if there was some kind of spirit moment award, had to have gone to Barks yeah. in that moment. Um, yeah. And then I know tournament awards, Katie Gaynor got most runs batted in. I think she's – yeah, I think it was like 100. I felt like it. So –
1: it yep, was a something huge.
0: It was ridiculous. Yes, um, so we got a little watch. Baseball Australia gave us all a little silver watch, and it's yeah. We did too.
1: We went out to that ABL game at the Showgrounds.
0: Yes, and we all watch. rolled out there, and like it was really cold and raining, and we all got a little yep. watch. It was really cool. Mine's still in my. We did. Mine's in my jewelry box.
1: I remember um, Graham Lloyd congratulating me. Actually, that was before he was sort of involved with women's baseball. That's cool. And he was sitting behind me, and I turned
0: around and said, like, "Congratulations! Great job over there." And I was like, "This is really cool." that's cool but yeah um and now to 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 you the world cup's over really quickly and then you um that was it for you you no more nationals yes. you, you did play a couple more seasons with Doncaster pitched us to a premiership in 2011 yep. 2012 but what i guess what was the reason around so
1: well no more nationals was i had ankle surgery um following the um world cup i managed to make it through the world cup with a lot of cortisone injections and a lot of help from Joni as well um messed up ankle um so then surgery which meant that i'd certainly knew i wasn't going to be in peak performance come the next nationals so i put myself out of that but had told um johnny and dom to i want to you know still put my hand up for possible squad selection for the australian teams i'm not done yet um and then, you know, time goes on. And I was, so I turned 31 at that um, World Cup. Um, I've been running out together a long time. And I sort of said, okay, I think it's time to have kids getting older. And I still remember that after, you know, I told Johnny and Dom that I wanted to be in the squad, I think I might actually have got named in the squad so they might have had a squad. And then after that, I rang them to withdraw is how I'm actually thinking of remembering it. And I said, I'm just trying to let you know that I'm pulling out because it's time to start a family and I don't want to be in the situation where maybe I'm pregnant and I'm in the team and i pull out and all that kind of stuff. And I remember sitting at baseball one day at my husband's baseball actually and Dom was there and he said to me, look, Welshie, you've spoken to me about this. And the only reason why I'm accepting it is because you're 32 and I know it's probably time to have babies. He said, if you were younger, I would convince you to wait and get you to keep playing because we haven't seen the best of you sort of thing. Mm. Um, But I, that World Cup, I don't think personally, if I looked at it from a personal level, I could not achieve anymore. I achieved all of my possible goals in one World Cup. Coming to Relieve in that World Championship game, I never thought it was going to happen. I still remember Tim telling me to get ready and I didn't even have cleats on. I was like, what? And he's like, because I didn't think it was ever going to be a possibility. Um, and I achieved so much. Women's baseball had achieved so much. And I was like, okay, it's time, time to move on. And then I actually found out before our Doncaster Grand Final, I think it was two days beforehand, I found out I was pregnant. And so we pitched in that grand final. We won, um, I was a bit shaky, the whole grand final, I think bit, that whole thing I think wasn't that well, actually, because I was really pregnant and um, just sort of the nerves of knowing you're pregnant you're playing baseball and the grand final nerves. Um, we won that. I still remember pretending to drink after, <laughs> after that when we were celebrating the champagne, because I couldn't tell anyone, I didn't even tell my parents. And the champagne bottle was coming around. I was just putting it up to my lips and pretending to drink and passing it on.
0: We had st- um, we had state training the next day, so we couldn't drink. I, I drank tea all night.
1: I said, uh, uh, well, I, Ryan was going to the toilets with bottles of gin, sorry, cans of Jim Beam and sculling them in the toilet and filling up with water and bringing it back out to me. <laughs>
0: You've got a good one, having to drink alcohol for his pregnant wife. What a hard one.
1: <laughs> um, and then after that, I guess, look, I always thought I was going to come back to baseball. I really did. I sort of said to Ryan, but I thought I was going to come back to winter baseball with my Monash boys team. Cause it, Ryan plays summer and I was like probably easier if I play winter. And then maybe I'd dabble back into the women's, but had Jackson, had a bit of a rough time after having Jackson just wasn't as easy as I thought. I thought being a mum was easy, but it was hard. Um, and then I guess knowing the mental game is such a big part of my game. I didn't think I had to, cause I, I've been known for getting the hips here and there and things like that. I don't, think I thought I had the mental capacity to come back yep. and give it my all. And I can't play half-hearted. If I'd come back, I would have been trying to be in state teams and Australian teams again. I just I can't come back and play for shits and giggles, if that yep. makes sense. It was like yep. I'm very competitive. As much as people might not think I am, because I'm also jovial and have a laugh, i am got that killer instinct on the inside. I want to be the best player I can be. I want my team to win. I decided that I'll just be, you know, Ryan can play. I'll be a mum and leave it at that because I said I don't think I could have given it my all. I don't think my head would have been in it properly, which means that I probably wouldn't have played yep. my best, which would cause frustration. Um and now Jackson, my son, plays, so I'm a baseball mum and a baseball wife. Um, we're highly involved with the Blackburn baseball club. I coached T Ball there for the last couple of years. Um, Ryan's the head of the junior development programme out of that all of Jackson's games. They go to Blackburn games. So I'm highly involved in the game and I love the game. And I really do miss it at times, but I don't have any regrets. So it's, I've loved being here in check and throwing to Ryan. So a couple of days when the kids are at school, we go up to the baseball field and pitch to Ryan. I love it. I'm like, man, I love the feeling of pitching. I miss the girls. I miss being around the girls. Whether it's a state team, Australian team, your club team, you have a special bond with those girls. And I don't see heaps of people from baseball anymore just because we're insanely busy and I don't see many people. Of course, they're at baseball. Yeah, I don't see many people. But when you do, it's a massive hug and it's a great chat and it's a laugh and it's always great. You've shared something special with these people. And it's I love the game. I love the dedication I had to the game. I helped out with some coaching afterwards. I did some pitching coaching. Um, I did some work with Emma French when I first stopped for sort of individual sessions and back with Donnie that time with the girls. So I feel like I might have more to give back to the game still. Yeah. But it's probably going to be through the junior programs, maybe the women again. But the love for the game is still there. But the love for that just being with your teammates, I still remember. Jackson was a baby no, I was pregnant. And the next Australian team, the 2012 team, went away. And I was messaging with Dom and I said, I'm so happy for the girls but I've got such a sting right now. It's, and because I wasn't a mum, I didn't quite understand the difference of retiring for this. And he, he sort of said, well, maybe if you weren't pregnant, you would have been here with us. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to say to me because yeah. I'm missing all of it already. And, look, I became a mum and understood and it's fine, but it is is—it's just hanging out with your mates so often, sharing a love for a game and working hard together to achieve something is such an amazing feeling. Mm. And that's what I miss. I miss that. And, yeah, I've watched all, like I see all the social media posts when everyone goes away from nationals and it still gives you a sting. It's like, mm. I remember that post-Nationals depression because you're back and, all oh, life's not like this. It, I'd still get it from all of the nationals that I'm not in. Yeah. Like, you see it and you're like, oh, wish I was there doing that again. So many amazing memories.
0: Yeah. And, and it's it's amazing how you, you um, I guess, in sport, not a lot of athletes, particularly like the absolute top Olympics and stuff like that, not a lot of them actually get to retire, A, on their own terms, like end their career yeah. on their own terms, and very, very few end their career on a high winning something. Yeah. And you... I was lucky I got to call time on my career and you you have called time on your career after winning a silver medal yeah. like you've come in you've won a silver medal you've called time and it was it was brief um but again what yeah. I said in a previous pot in the previous episodes is your one world cup it is it your one compared to my sixth or Katie's sixth or whoever's is your you were able to play one it's not about Yep. Every person that plays for oh, Australia. I feel
1: privileged.
0: Yep. Every person so that plays privileged for Australia he's an, yeah, an amazing player and you have played one, some have played multiple, but situations in life has have enabled them to play one because more than one because of work, of not having kids or just having a different situation. So yep. that's the obviously the whole reason why I'm doing this series is to make people like you actually Yeah, highlight stories like you because I think everyone that's pulled on the green and gold is
1: Impressive. Oh, it's it's such a privilege. And I think especially the first time you stand up along the line and they play the national anthem and you're wearing
0: never Australia
1: old. on your chest and you're just like, wow.
0: And never get old. Best it's
1: just old. so proud, so proud. And I every time I watch sport and they play the national anthem, I'm standing up and I'm singing the anthem, it's like, you've got to be proud to be an Australian athlete. You get the chance to represent your country is next level, and it's it's something that obviously will stay with me forever. I stays with every athlete forever, and it's an opportunity I'm so grateful to be given. I, I remember saying going up to Tim and the coaches after, what have been after our last game, and just thanking them like teary, thanking them for the opportunity because what we did in Venezuela was the most amazing experience and the outcome, everything was so awesome that I'm so grateful for that experience. And I'm I'm proud of myself for working my butt off to try and get there. Yep. Um, I'm proud of the girls, everyone that worked hard to be in that team. We just had something, that team. We all just bonded and had something and it was just a phenomenal experience together and it's one that I know that everyone in that team is grateful for and will never forget.
0: Yep. Two final questions. Um, yep. Forget the wins and the medals and... Miley Cyrus and all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: What is
0: what is the best lesson or the biggest takeaway like that you took from playing for Australia? Whether it was about the Back journey yourself. to get there or yeah.
1: Back yourself. Work hard. You can't, yeah. Natural talent's not going to get you so far. Um, I was old. I had to work harder than the younger kids. Um, I didn't have as much natural talent as a lot of them. Work hard believe in yourself and everything you do should be for the benefit of the team. It's, you're not there to be you. As we've said before, it's an individual, but a team sport. Mm. You performing well usually benefits the team, but do everything you can for the team. When you're on the bench, do everything for the team. When you're off the field, you work and you work. And there are pretenders. There are some people who say they're working hard and aren't working hard, actually put in the work. I, you know, the gym, five days a week before work, getting to training between two, one to two hours before training and staying late, asking questions, where can I do extra work, helping, like getting people to help you out everywhere, just putting in the effort, taking care of your body, listening to coaches, don't dismiss someone because you don't think they might not have the knowledge, they might have something that works for you. Just listen, take everything on board, work hard and then trust yourself, which was my biggest downfall. It took a long time for me to back myself.
0: Well, you, you may have stolen my next itself. question. My last question is: if you could, if you could say something to the younger Cathy, what would it be? You
1: can play, and be, believe that you can play. Yeah. Pretty much, that back yourself. Yeah. And you put in the work, which means you can do it. But don't let your mind take over. Just get that confidence that you can get the job done and do it. Pretty much.
0: Well, you did it and you may have only had done it once. But I want it just like Tarina, I think you were born too early or you took up the sport too late. <laughs> um, and you played one World Cup and you should be so proud of it. And you're one of the best teammates, one of the hardest workers that I that I I mean, everyone on the team was, but what you did to invent yourself and create yourself into an Australian player is I'm so have so much ad- admiration and respect for you. So I just wanted to say thank, thank you. you. I going to say thank you for helping you. us win that silver. Thank you for that almost immaculate inning against Cuba. And <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure to be one of your teammates, that's for sure.
0: Cool. Thanks. I'll pay you later for that comment. <laughs> Thanks. See ya.
1: Bye-bye.